If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, first off, I want to put it all the onus all on me as far as me coming back and like uh, giving us sparks. I just really kind of tried to come in and do my job. It's obviously we kind of want takeaways. It gives our offense another opportunity to get uh, points on the board. That's a key of emphasis every week for our defense. And uh, we were able to do that on defense, but it didn't translate to a um, win for us. But same same model for this week is to take the ball away from uh, Detroit. You got it? I was told it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you, Dave, you got it. Jared Wilson. There it is. He's back. He's been around long enough. See, I know, you know that. know what's up. I still I tell people all the time, uh, this is a bizarre year. And maybe it's a blessing. It changes up the monotony of the Jags have lost so many times. And you get, you're in the locker room and you're on the road. And like you, lo- I, you love all that part about it, right? Sure. You cover the team really close. So maybe in a weird way, it's a blessing that, hey, they're not doing that great. Yeah. We get a little reprieve from it. You're yeah. kind of on the outside view of a kind of a different view of it this year. Like it would really stink right now if the Jags were like had this great team that was going to go to the playoffs and all that, and you couldn't really be around it. Sure, you right? can experience it, especially given everything. I mean, we've had one of those years, and and at least from my standpoint, in eleven yeah. of covering them, and it would be fun to cover that, of course. Yeah. Uh, but it also would be like, man, even, like you just don't feel you're on Zoom calls with these yeah. folks, and no, I still say. Like, I don't even know. Like, if we go to the grocery store or something, I don't know what half these rookies even look like. Like, yeah. I don't know who they are. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, we've seen them on a Zoom call here or there. Or you see them on the field. But it's just interesting. It's such a weird year in that sense uh, that you're just so detached, at least from my point of view. I wonder if fans feel the same way because they can't go to the game. I mean, well, they can, but they're going to limited capacity games. Yeah. It's so different in that respect. Um, but again, I don't know if we're missing that aspect of it that much just because, well, here we go again. The Jags are sure. one and four, you know? Yeah. And with that being said, I really enjoy talking bees and Viking culture when, <laughs> yes. when, when the games are going on. So it's great, man. What are you going to do this week? Dude, uh, I'm not sure yet, but actually I, <laughs> I have a crazy idea to try to grow it a little bit. I haven't told you this yet. We'll, we'll talk about it off there a little bit. I, but, like uh, it. I, I have some different ideas for what we can do. Uh, I like it. I yeah. look forward to that conversation. Yeah. All right, right now, we're going to grow the wall that says it all. Yeah, man. And uh, it's time. It's Thursday. And you know what? Let's be honest here. It's been a rough week. Like, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. We're breaking on the Jaguars a little bit. We're talking about them. And you got me depressed. Like, Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows got me a little depressed just talking about this team. So this is this is another Brent Martineau audible here. This is his idea. I support the idea. This is a little – well, it could be positivity or it could be a negative play depending how you look at it. The, the play is in the eye of the beholder, Brent. Yeah, it's kind of like the Arizona Cardinals injury report. <laughs> it's in the eye of the beholder. Well, no, I mean, that's that's a middle finger. Like, that's, that's what that is there. Like, I don't know. Go check the Arizona Cardinals injury report, which I tweeted, retweeted. Yeah. Like, they, they showed a known. cactus that looks like a middle finger being. They, they've had to have known. But I don't, I don't get it. Like, what are they even? Let's see. Let's, who, who didn't practice? Kylie Fitz. Big loss. Dennis Gardeck. Huge loss. Rashard Lawrence. You hate to see it. J.R. Sweezy. Ooh, fantasy. Limited is Devon Kennard. Mm-hmm. Devin Kennard. Devin. 
I don't. I know. always say Devon and D E V O N. Yeah. Devin to me is D E V I N. That might be Devin. Well, no, to be fair, it changes. Like that can be Devin or Devon. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buda Baker practice full participant. Buda Baker, one of the best names uh, in football. Chris Banjo practice. Former, no. is former, former, Jag? former Jaguar, former yeah. Green Bay Packer. Uh, Jordan Hicks practiced. Yeah. So why are the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> shooting us a bird with a cactus? Marine out. I mean, they, they, they lost Chandler Jones for the season, though. They did, yeah. yeah. That's the middle yeah, finger that is. That's the bicep. That's a big one. Yeah. That's the bicep. <laughs> how, how, isn't the, how doesn't the bicep get ripped up more in football? Like, I would think it would. The peck and the bicep, I'm surprised it doesn't happen yeah. more because, like, guys running by you and you try sure. to grab them, yeah. like in your line of work, mm-hmm. right? No, for sure. Uh, I would think that would happen a heck of a lot more. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, and I'm not sure how the, the play happened for Chandler Jones, but you know what's crazy? Like, with torn triceps and torn biceps, like, half the time, it doesn't even come from tackling. It literally just comes from, like, extending your arms in a weird way, and for whatever reason, you just had too much explosion or pop or something, and that's how they give out. Like, it, it's the, the whole, listen, the human human body is an interesting specimen, right? Mm-hmm. Because you play football, you're basically going through a car accident every single play in the defensive line or offensive line, and then one little false step with your hands or whatever, and boom, torn triceps you up for the season. Uh, uh, listen, the peck is something I will never forget. Paul Puzlozny had happened to him. Yeah. I was on the sidelines. a story I always tell. He uh, tore the peck, and like you would have thought it was like an eight-year-old girl screaming. Oh wow, Brent! Don't do don't do that to Puzz. No, I'm serious. Yeah. It was like that's kind but, of the pain. But I'm serious. Don't do that to Puzz. Sorry, though. Puzz. You, you could have said I'm, a, I'm just trying you, to. Yeah, I'm trying actually, to be dramatic here. You have to call him an eight year old girl though. You well, know? I, yeah. I'm not calling him weak. But I'm he, just he saying pain. we know Agony. how tough he is. Yeah. And so he was like screeching. Wow. In pain. And yeah. by the way, he played the next play. Before they cut him out. (laughs) Because why not? And then, by the way, I showed the story before, too. After he had surgery, two weeks later, he's in in World's Gym doing one-arm press. Because why why not? Because it's Puzz, man. Uh, He's probably flying a plane somewhere. Probably, man. Man, I haven't seen Puzz in forever. hope he's doing well. Yeah, we got to talk to him sometime. All right, it's time for the wall that says it all. Set it up, bro. And what's interesting here is I don't know what it says. Yes. (laughs) There are some folks in our sports office, and we watch this play. And they're like, should have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. My view of this play, and again, this was in real time. This wasn't like in hindsight, defending Gardner, Mitchell, whatever. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good play. I thought it was a play where he could have taken off, could have scrambled. Instead, he, at the last second, peeks up and sees Chris Conley down the field open and launches it up on the run. Yeah. He underthrows him. Could have been a touchdown with a stronger, longer throw. But instead, it's a 51-yard gain inside the five-yard line. Yeah. So it's a mixed – it's almost like is this something where if you have your goggles on for Minshew against Minshew or is this in reality a good play versus a bad play? Well, and to be fair, the announcers your, – your, your boy, by the way, didn't do Garner Minshew any favors in this play because they even said it was underthrown. Underthrown. So, well, it was, it was underthrown. No, yeah. I mean, but, that's but reality. Saying, like, but they, they kept going back saying if you would have threw it a little harder, it would have yeah. been a touchdown. So, they right, did. Right, so people have those preconceived notions of Catalan saying that. It's like, oh, well, maybe this was a bad play for the Jaguars. All right, so so we're going to take you to that play. If you remember the game, it's a 51-yard catch to Chris Conley. But I want you to take us through the play because, again, sure. there's a bunch to it. There's recognition, there's the throw, uh, and there's could have been done better. So check it out. We got fourth quarter, uh, 11 minutes, 22 seconds. Ball on about the 40-yard line. Uh, let's go ahead and call it the 45-yard line um, of the Jags. Got to score, right? You're down 20-7 to seven right now. Big drive for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, Brent, if, if I was to say to you, Last year, 
what Gardner Minshew really excelled on, I would honestly probably say it's pocket presence. Now, I say that with a little caveat to say, well, you know what? He held the ball a little too long sometimes, right? Had a lot of fumbles. But I think his awareness, his moxie in the pocket, it was rare of that of a rookie, right? Usually rookies get in there. They're gun shy. They're nervous. Minshew... His rookie year spent a lot of time staring down the barrel, delivering that shot, and extending the drive. So I think his pocket awareness was great from his first year. And I think it's pretty dang good his second year as well. So we enter this game right now. And if you're watching, you can see the slide. There is a mwah, chef's kiss perfect pocket to step up in, right? Like, I mean, there's there's nobody around him. J.J. Watt, get out of the club. I don't care if you're a 9-8 overall uh, on Madden. Juwan Taylor says not impressed. Pushes J.J. Watt by. Right now, there is no threat of Gardner Minshew getting sacked. Keep in mind, we're probably, I don't know, maybe one or two seconds into this play right now. So it's not like the ball was really being held for that long. There's a sweet pocket in it. Gardner Minshew steps up, and it is what it is. So now, obviously, we have crossing routes underneath. I believe number 19, that's Colin Johnson, mm-hmm. if not mistaken. And then He's looks, open. He's, he's open right now. And if you look on the, the, the top of the screen, we got Chris Conley doing a little fly pad because that's what Chris Conley loves to do. It looks like he's Kyle Reifer, maybe down the bottom across Absolutely. the 50-yard line. So it looks like we have a couple verticals going on a little underneath, just kind of a, a little check down, a little safety net, and Colin Johnson in case things get hairy. Well, guess what? Things are not hairy right now. Things are waxed. Things are very clean. Goose, slide number two please i love how you have like an assistant in this teaching professor kind of role i'm not gonna lie i I feel powerful like like, do you need a pointer I do need to put. Well, I mean, if we could go back if to the we go studio, back to the TV you know, studio. I mean, don't, hey, don't tease me with a good time, right? <laughs> so now, Gardner Minshew steps up in the pocket, right? And once again, a clean pocket. You see, he's going downfield. Great recognition from Minshew to say, "All right, well, we got Conley going down the field. He's wide open. Let me go ahead and get him this ball." Here's my issue with it, and here's my one. I guess kind of my red flag that I've seen from Minshew a little bit this season. And I don't want to call it regression, but. I, I want to call it stagnation, right? Like where I don't think he's improved on this. I think it stayed about the same. And when we talk about going from your first year to your second year, you got to make those improvements. You have to make those adjustments because let's be honest, this season is Gardner Minshew's addition. So when he's auditioning right now, what do we see? We see a guy, for whatever reason, his internal clock went off. Right, So now maybe we're two and a half, three seconds into the play, but the awareness is lacking. And the reason why I say the awareness is lacking is because he's essentially throwing off his back foot right now. He's throwing off his heel. I don't got to be a quarterback guru. Neither do you be listening or watching this at home. Got to know that if you throw off your back heel, you're not going to throw as far as if you get your full body into it and throw downfield. So right now, for every reason, Gardner Minshew is not comfortable in the pocket. His internal clock has gone off. And in doing so, he's throwing off that back heel, and he's not getting all of the ball that he should be getting. Because obviously, if you look at the screen right now, there is nobody within five yards of him. Yeah, this is now. Now I might have had the wrong read on this play. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, it's it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. Um, or at least in in this illustration of the wall that says it all. Because what I want to go to is you said the original line of scrimmage was like the forty five. Correct. Well, now he's at the forty one. Yes. See, when I remembered this play, I thought he was closer to the line of scrimmage, like almost like, do I run now or not? Because you can tell, like he moves up in the pocket. Correct. And there was a lot of green grass here in this slide that we're showing. Again, you can watch it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, yeah. and Twitch. If you're just listening, we hopefully will illustrate. But he's off to the right side, the right hash, mm-hmm. and there's room to run. I mean, there's a defender about ten yards away. There's a receiver in that area too, but. 
you could take off and run. Yeah. In this at second and twelve, you might even pick up the first down, but you definitely pick up probably eight to ten yards and get closer for a third down play. So the way I remembered the play, it was almost like he was moving, escaping, looked like he was going to run. Then like, oh wait, I see a guy open. Let's throw it. Yeah. And so I was giving him that recognition accolade of hey, instead of running, he tossed it. He saw that. He recognized somebody was open. But now that you show me this screen, it's like... This is the thing. Exactly. This is the one problem we have with Minshew right now. I think this is the one... Like I don't know if I have a lot of problems with Minshew. Mm-hmm. But the problem that's being consistent... That's probably a couple. But the, the problem that's real consistent is what you just said. That mental clock seems to be sped up. Correct. That's why I use the words when we say, hey, the numbers don't look bad. But the eye test is... I use the word antsy. He looks a little antsy. Mm-hmm. He looks rushed. He looks like the clock is sped up a bit instead of slowed down right now. I don't know if that's a young guy thing. I don't know if he's pressing. I don't know if he knows how big this moment is and they're one and four and they're struggling. And so I got to make something happen and I got to do it now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but that's where the numbers say one thing. And if you watch this stuff, that's the disconnect right now with Minshew. I don't think he's playing bad football, mm-hmm. but I think the separation between playing good football and where he is is this kind of play right here where the clock is sped up about a second faster than it should be. Correct, Brent. Good call. And two things off this player here which you can see easily on screen. Number one, he's got plenty of room to work with with that line of scrimmage. If he wanted to, he could probably take another two or three steps forward to try to extend that ball a little bit and get a little more velocity, get a little more distance on that ball. I'm not sure if you watched that Ryan Tannehill pass uh against the Bills where he was three yards over the line of scrimmage and they call it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously the refs had John New Smith in that game, but my point is Ryan Tannehill, even if he's kind of maybe a little over the line of scrimmage, tries to extend it as much as he can, obviously, and get his money's worth in terms of distance. Minshew doesn't do that. That's number one, the line of scrimmage. Number two, once again, he's throwing off his back foot. When he follows through with this pass, he's actually falling backwards. Why? You would do that if, it's, if someone was kind of coming down at you and you're like, like a blitz or something like that, but there's nobody in front of him. Yeah. So this tells me right now that he's not comfortable in the pocket. Um, his internal clock is going off a little too soon. And lack for a better word, he's just he's not vibing in that pocket right now. Yeah, and that's, that's again, I think that's a good thing. I think there are two real critical points on Minshew right now. I think it's this what you're illustrating here on the wall that says it all. Mm-hmm. And, again, that's the clock. That's like, hey, settle down, man. Settle down. Just take a breath. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> I mean, listen, I respect. I say this with I. I that's the hardest position to play in sports. So Absolutely. I and and this guy's doing it better than anybody I've seen in the last ten years here in Jacksonville. Okay, so there's a lot of good things going on with Gardner, but to take it to that next level, to take it to the next level, to feel everybody, make everybody feel comfortable, to take it to the next level where you start getting W's. You got to slow the clock down. And then the other thing I would say on top of that is some of the vision. I think the other criticism right now is the vision. Yep. And I don't know if that means can't see out of the pocket. I don't know what it is. But there are guys open on plays. Yep. Now, there are guys open every time across the league. But if you listen to the analysts, they're saying he's late. He's late getting people the ball, late getting people the ball. He's not seeing it. The funny thing is, I feel like his footwork and his stuff in the pocket and plays like this are sped up. Yeah. The irony is, his other problem right now is he's not getting it to receivers quick enough. Correct. Isn't and that weird? And you brought it up. And Let's go to slide number three then, Coos. Brent, what a nice segue. Alright, we're at slide number three. I, I, I can't stand looking at myself. It freaks me out every single time we do this thing, but it's all good. So slide I'll number... I'll take th- it down and put me up there if you want. 
You know what? Because I don't mind you know looking what? at myself. I, I take it all back. So slide number three. We got Vernon Hargraves in chase mode right now. He's like, I left Tampa Bay for this. What am I doing? We got Eric Murray in chase mode. Both backs are turned right now because you know why? Chris Conley has burnt them both, right? Chris Conley has an easy route to the end zone. The ball just has to be there. And what happens? Chris Conley has to stop his stride, stop his rhythm, slow down, and come back to the ball because, once again, Minshew didn't get all of it, right? Now, whether that's because he didn't go up to the line of scrimmage or he threw off his back heel, whatever the reason may be, an easy, what should have been touchdown turns into a nice gain, and which turns into a touchdown eventually, but it turns into a nice gain because Chris Conley has to come back and get that ball. It was interesting is like, I didn't see frustration out of uh, Chris Conley here mm-hmm. uh, because instead he was like, all jacked up about it, yeah, right? It's a big, big play. play. And by the way, he hasn't been heavily involved in the offense, so I think he was like, finally they threw me the ball! <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm uh, a captain. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm a captain. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that might be a little bit a part of it, but he's sure. like, he goes back and make a play. Again, he doesn't know what's going on behind him. He doesn't know how the ball got delivered. He doesn't yeah. see. But in on tape, when you look at this, when you illustrate it on the wall that says it all here on ESPN 690, again, you can watch it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You, you know the play we're talking about. And if he does lead him by a yard, if he plants the feet maybe a half a step quicker and you and you let it fly, it's probably a it's a walk in touchdown. Now here's the good news: they end up scoring on this drive. This Correct. wasn't a drive that got derailed. They end up scoring anyway, so it's not like it cost him anything. But that's why I thought this was a good play to illustrate yeah. because it's something positive happening, and yet I feel like there's a, a there's a reasonable amount of fair criticism that goes into the play. On this one, to, that it encompasses some of the frustration right now with Minshew, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of feel it. Like I don't think people know how to describe it, myself included. Like I, it's a weird thing. I've said it for two weeks. I'm I'm confused on Minshew a bit. I, I stack up the numbers. I watch a guy who's playing better than I've seen play quarterback here in Jacksonville in, in a while, uh, but it still doesn't look right. And I want to be patient with him. It's only 17 games into his career. Yeah. Right, I think that's fair. Correct. I think that's fair to do. Yeah. I, I don't think this guy's supposed. You, you can't. Patrick Mahomes is doing great, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it's fair to say, hey, he better be Patrick Mahomes 18 games into his, his season, mm-hmm. uh, into his career. I, I just don't think that's fair. But he can be doing more. He's got to be doing more. He's got to show this eye test is so important. You say the record's important. I think the eye test is important, and I wonder about the receivers and what they're thinking. Yeah. And I wonder how important that the feedback they're giving, they're mm. getting, uh, what's that relationship like? Because you remember the end of the game? Correct. Keelan Cole? Yes. Keelan Cole looked absolutely frustrated with He's his upset. quarterback, mm-hmm. right? And he then later, they embraced later on and, and on the sideline, which was a good thing. Like, it, there's no infighting there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to over-dramatize this, but that was real. We saw that. I mean, there were a couple plays where Keelan Cole's like, why is he throwing it here? Like, where's the ball? Like, these should be completions. Mm-hmm. And how many other guys are coming back to the huddle saying that, thinking that, saying it on the sideline to Keenan McCardell? Well, and listen, and and once again, this is one of those plays where it's like, well, is is it a positive or is it a negative? And at the end of the day, I think we can all agree, like Minshew did a, a good job of stepping up in the pocket, being comfortable there. And listen, I always come from the philosophy that you can't go broke taking a profit. And Gardner Minshew, he took a profit right there. He got the ball to Chris Conley, big chunk of yardage, big play. Jaguars go down and score. But I think when you have a team right now that is pressing in all facets of the game, yeah, you have a defense that's struggling right now, a special team is obviously struggling, and an offense that kind of underperformed against the Houston Texans, so you're pressing a little bit right now. When you're pressing – 
Those are the plays right there that can make a difference between if you score a touchdown or maybe for whatever reason Justin Reed recovers a little quicker and that ball's knocked down. Yeah. Right. Like those are the plays that you can score a touchdown on. It's like momentum changing like you wouldn't believe. Now, it was still a momentum changer, but imagine a touchdown to Chris Conley. Now all of a sudden Chris Conley's got a little swagger in yeah, his yeah. Now all of a sudden the defense is back out there. I'm just saying when you're struggling as a team, those are the plays right there, and I get it. It was a positive play, don't get me wrong, but it could have been put over the top with a touchdown. Yeah, and I think uh that's clear as day. I think you're right. I think these are the plays, by the way, the Jags, like they get down at the five, four yard line and over the years, then they don't get in. Yeah. Like they go for it on fourth down or, or how misses a 24 yard kick. Now in this instance, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's what happens. Like yeah. that sometimes happens. And, yeah. and, uh, especially to the Jags. So if you make the play initially, we're not, we don't even have to even worry about that. Yeah. Just bam, go, um, uh, so, go get it done. Absolutely. So I guess, you know, in closing and in the final um, conclusion to this, let's be honest right now. I think when, when, when I at least compare Gardner Minshew, it's that guy playing backyard football. It's that Brett Favre-esqueness, right? It's, yeah. We call him, quote-unquote, the gunslinger, if you will. That's what we like. For whatever this, for whatever this play and this, you know, whatever the reason, he got sacked before and he fumbled, but whatever the reason, he was a little gun-shy right here, okay? So the, the gunslinger was essentially gun-shy, and he, he took some off the ball. He didn't give him a chance to score, uh, uh, excuse me, didn't give him his chance, didn't give himself a chance to score a touchdown, and the Jaguars, once again, it's a great play, but it's not a perfect play. Yeah, uh, and, and and it can be it's let's just say this it's from quarterbacking standards in the NFL yeah for good quarterbacks is it fair to say it's not a hard play see like i don't care about perfect yeah, yeah. perfect is a lot but and he makes some great throws that we would say are perfect yeah but i just say this is kind of on the easy a guy running wide open nobody around you yeah to me, that's kind of an easier play. Again, I'm talking from a guy that doesn't sure. do this, yeah, yeah. and it's easy for me to say everything's easy. But I would characterize that as a play you make 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 times, for sure. and 9 out of 10, they go for touchdowns. Well, you know what? Yeah, I think a lot of quarterbacks make this throw. I think some quarterbacks can maybe do a little bit of an overthrow, but you know what? I would have, I'd have. rather have the overthrow to tell you the truth and be overly aggressive than passive. And this was a passive play right here. Now, don't That's get interesting. me wrong. So that, yeah, don't, being, don't get it wrong. They still completed yeah. the catch and everything, so it worked out for them. But give me the quarterback that's the gunslinger that, oh, you know what? I had a little too much arm on that. I'd rather have too much arm than not enough. That's a good call. I think that's fair to say, too. And I think what, what you're saying right now is, listen, if you – the guys that kind of throw short, if you watch Jose Altuve throw to second base right yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's He's thinking about it. He's not confident with it. He's, like, not letting it rip. Yeah. Well, that's even on the 50-yard play where you kind of got to let it rip because it's a good throw, you're still not letting it rip. Let it rip. Let it fly. Let it hang loose. You know what's interesting? That's what we like about Minshew. Yeah. We like the fact that he will do that. Like he did that a lot last year at times. Let it go, man. Yeah. <laughs> easy for me to say again. No, I think he's guys feeling, I think well. he's feeling a lot of pressure. Sure. Right? I think he's some of it's internalized mm. because he knows. Like, what have I said since the start of this year? He's carrying a lottery ticket, man, that could be worth a hundred yeah. bucks or a hundred million bucks. Mm-hmm. And and you imagine carrying that lottery ticket with the wind blowing all day long. <laughs> yeah. All right? Yeah, and yeah. how would you feel? But that I don't that's just natural. Yeah. And and I think that's some of the stuff he's carrying with him, whether it's subconscious or or he's really no you know yeah. or is very conscious of it um it leads to you thinking that he's he might even be pressing a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, and you know, and that is a red flag, and that should be cause for concern a little bit because I think you know Minshew, especially in his rookie year, we praise the fact that it always seemed like he was having fun out there, right? Like he was like a kid on a playground, always extending these plays and having these impressive throws. This right here, 
it just once again, it looked like he was pressing a little bit and he wasn't having the fun. He wasn't letting it go. And when you're on audition right now and this is literally your make or break season, what do you got to lose, man? Let it fly and let it rip. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hey, a couple of thoughts here. Uh, Patrick says, uh, run the dang ball. Yep. I think they will this week a little bit more. I hope they don't too much, to be honest with you. Uh, he also says, any news on injuries? Let me give you a little update on injuries because I'm worried about DJ Chark again. Chark uh, misses practice. Uh, Dakota Allen missed with a foot, and he's been filling in. Uh, we'll see if Miles. Yeah. Now, Miles Jackson not on the injury list, so that's good. Should play. Uh, Josh Allen did practice. We'll talk to him tonight on Jaguars All Access. That's coming up at 7 o'clock on Fox 30. We'll get an update on him. James O'Shaughnessy, day off. Adam Gotsis, day off. Tyler Eifert, neck. Uh, and Avery Jones, ankle hamstring, didn't practice. So um, keep an eye on some of these guys. But DJ Chark, didn't, listen, Josh Allen didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday last week. Didn't play. DJ Chark didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I'm wondering if he's going to play. Cause for concern. Um... Thanks, William. William says, great wallet says it all segment. Great job diagnosing that play and providing us some insight to the game. You bet. Right on. That's Austin Lane. So was that a good play or a bad play? Did we ever establish? Are we, are we no, now that? I've turned off it. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, listen, <laughs> it's a good play, but it says a lot about yeah. what's going on right yeah. now, you know? And that's more important. Yeah. The diagnosis wasn't great on that play. Okay. I just want some positivity on it's the like show. It's like the battery was dying, but it just didn't die. <laughs> Right, the diagnosis is not good. Right now, you still need a new battery. I'm not saying you need a new quarterback, you can, but you need you can better give it a charge. But eventually, you're gonna yeah. need a new battery. We need to charge that sucker up. I got Let's you. go. I got you. What's up, AC Duckle? Cut the check. I was gonna say, it's like what happened to me two weeks ago. My car battery died. I thought yeah. I could just juice it up and keep going, and then it died again. I didn't know car batteries died in Florida. It's too warm. I know, right? I always thought that was heat? like a cold weather thing. You'd be surprised. All right, we'll be back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, Daniel uh, says, we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane. I'm wearing a sleeveless t-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's Friday. We never said we're intellectual. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If that happens, I think that would just be huge, and I think that would prove, I mean, prove to somebody that uh, protocols and being smart and taking care of yourself uh, works to an extent. Um, if everybody in the NFL, there's a couple thousand guys playing and then many more thousand guys around, people around, and uh, the staffs that are in, in the building on a daily basis, and if you can prove that ev- if everybody's able to just be smart with their comings and goings, wear masks, socially distance when, when at all possible, and we're able to get all these games in playing a contact sport on the field with 11, 22 guys in close proximity, sweating, uh, breathing heavy on, on each other. And I think it'll be a big accomplishment for the NFL and it'll set a standard for, I think, maybe the rest of the league. That is Joe Schobert talking about what's going on with COVID-19. The latest, uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, had shut down their facility today. Not because they're 0-5. <laughs> Maybe they should. Just right in front uh, of me. Low hanging fruit, yeah, Brent. You know what? It's still fruit, though, at the end of the day. That was a softball. Yeah. Cranked out of the park, though. Speaking of softball, let me tell you a little bit about. I don't know. She probably wouldn't be happy with this if I said it, but. Uh oh. Had an exchange with Kaylee today at school. Uh oh. So I got on her like last week, right? Because she didn't do well on a test. Okay. AP Human is this course. Okay, what is a that? tough course. I have no What idea. is AP Human? That's college course, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Isn't but she it's, a freshman? Yeah. Hey, can you, can your family relax a little I bit? I know it. I guess so. Dang. So anyway, they're taking it. It's a tough course. Like everybody always says it's hard. Hey, right? you, you put AP in front of anything, I'm not taking it. Yeah. Go on. It's not Adrian Peterson. Human. No, it's not. It's, it's not AP. Associated Press either. <laughs> or Austin P. Okay, keep going. Though. So she didn't do too well on a test last okay. week. And I'm like... 
Well, it's probably because you've been on your dang computer too much and your phone too much, you know, typical stuff, which probably is true. She has sure. not studying enough. Yeah. Part of it is you got to learn how to study. Correct. Right? Good study so, habits. So we make a few adjustments. Been working. She puts some work in over the last week. Okay. Gets the next test. What are we talking? Not good. Oh, Again. Ooh. Worse or at least better? Because uh, it's Well, that's the funny thing, all right? <laughs> so it goes for, I, don't, I won't give you the exact okay, yeah, grades, but yeah, yeah. it's not good to not good, but slightly improved. Okay, okay. So Steph shares like this exchange with her, and she's all mad, and she's like, I'm dropping the, I'm getting out of the class, you know, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying, and I still can't do it. Yeah. So she's like, Dad's going to be mad. <laughs> so I said to Steph, and so I said, uh, so I sent her a text right away. <laughs> I said, You got a blank. You're improving. <laughs> And so she said, you're not funny. Oh, that's what Kaylee said? Yeah. Oh, wow. And she said, and, and actually, no, I'm not. I said, it's a hard class. Looks like I need to help you more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you coming and helping, Brett? <laughs> yeah, right? She says, whatever, honestly, just take me out of the class. It's making my GPA worse. I said, if you give up five runs in the first inning, yeah. are you going to never pitch again? Yeah. She said, is that ruining my GPA? I said, no. Just <laughs> that's your, what I would have said. I said, no, just your ERA. <laughs> Sometimes I think oh, I'm funny. Oh, the bag, that was pretty good. good. That was right? good. Any response of her? Uh, Nothing? Oh, did she give the cold uh, shoulder? Emojis with her oh, eyes yeah. rolling. Uh, oh, I, I got know. you. Yeah. I like that, man. You know what? That's, that's pretty good. That's a 10-9 round for Brett Martin. That's right pretty there. good. That's right a 10-9 round. round. Yep. Let's go to the stool. I like it. That is parenting, people. You better believe it. Sometimes you got to <laughs> diss your kid a little bit and then come on the radio show and talk about that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. sorry. At least I didn't give the number. No, it's fine. Well, I mean, hey, I have a pretty good imagination. Yeah. So, okay. Or use it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, we got to work on AP Human, apparently. Gotcha. So that's like biology, right? I assume. No, human? it's more like social studies, civics kind of stuff. Oh, okay. It, it's odd. Yeah. There's not a lot of options, I guess. Like, I don't know this stuff. Steph sure. handles all this. But, okay. Like, I think it's either, like, one course or another. Sure. And it's kind of like you're in between. But, yeah. you know, if you take the AP, it could help your GPA pretty good if you struggle Maybe through it. Maybe she could run for president one day, too, by the sounds of this yeah. class here. Yeah. But So a lot of kids take it. I got you. And a lot of kids struggle with it, I guess. Sure. Uh, but you got to figure that out, man. Absolutely. It's, it. it's all part of life, If man. you get through this part, then the other stuff's easier. It's gravy, man. Right? It's all part of life. I mean, yeah. you got to learn how to do it. It's called being. Oh, it's, it's called starting to be an adult. That's Learning right. to be an adult. So, yeah. uh, so anyway. That's where we're at yeah. with that. And don't don't take my study habits. I'm not going to give her any advice. So, Kaylee, good luck to you. I, I was in your boat, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, thank God, the class. No, thank God I was good at football. Let's just say that much. So That's it. What, Either, work hey, on that arm and stuff. I was going to say, the work on that. Work on that curve or whatever. Ball, the ball, there it is. Yeah, work on that thing. <laughs> you got that, too. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, good update. Uh, we got some baseball games already starting. So, uh, the uh, Astros are up one to nothing. Mm-hmm. Top of the second, two outs, the Rays have the bases loaded. Like that? So we got baseball. Gosh, we got baseball every day. I'm going to miss it when baseball's going. Well, we, really we, like we don't baseball. have a TV in here. You don't really know that, Brent, do you? I know. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Cool. How's that game going? You watching it back there? Probably. Yeah, it's good. I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, what else do we have today? Uh, did you see college basketball season started? I, I did see uh, that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the uh, practice is Yeah, correct. Do you think we'll make it to March Madness? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, I think the NCAA's survival depends on March Madness, so absolutely. We're I agree, make it. and that's kind of what we hear, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, they got to get I mean, that's they got to do it. Yeah. So I think so. But I think I, I'm not so much like, hey, they've got to do it because it's all about the money, even though we know that's a lot about the money. Yeah. But I also think 
we've now they've had plenty of time to kind of figure stuff out, like plan A, plan B, plan C. We don't know exactly what works, but haven't they given, been given up enough evidence from professional sports, college sports, businesses, whatever works mm-hmm. to try to figure out a plan now? Now it's up to the NCAA not to look like college football, not to look like the way baseball did early on and to get on the same page mm-hmm. and make sure you have a plan in place yeah. and make sure you get your conference schedule done at the very least. Make sure we get to a bracket and have March Madness. Well, and you have the luxury, too, because you have a lot smaller rosters than football teams do. And the NBA has kind of put out a great model of what to do. So I think that right now the you know March Madness has all the luxuries of knowing, all right, this is what the NBA did. Let's do that and stay out of those hot wing joints. <laughs> the, the big thing. The difference is the dollars, right? I mean, that was an expensive thing for the NBA. It worked. That's great. But it was an expensive thing. Mm -hmm. You know what's interesting? I I have found, and maybe we'll see some other circumstances happen. I was watching the game last night, and I was thinking, you know, we really haven't heard, knock on wood, COVID-19 mentioned around Major League Baseball at all in these playoffs. Correct. Like, there's been nothing mentioned. No. So, these little bubble areas, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Seemingly have worked. I mean, I know the Marlins, the Cardinals. We had some other situations with some other teams during the course of the year. Mm-hmm. But it's been a little bit of time now since I last heard about something COVID-related in Major League Baseball. Well, let's think about this. I think the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB have done a fantastic job with COVID-19. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, you don't hear those mentioned in the headlines. It's never really a story. I mean, now college football, is it's happening. The it's NFL, story. here and there, it's happening. It's definitely a story. And that's based on what? You know what it's based on? Nick Saban said it earlier when we had a soundbite. Scott Strickland said it yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's suspicion of it. Yeah. It's And the Titans, I think, the suspicion of how it got going and spread a little bit more, travel. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the NHL didn't do it. NBA Correct. didn't do it. Major League Baseball, although they did it for a bit. you got to give them credit for figuring out the travel part late in the season and where we didn't hear about it much. But now since this bubble thing started, or at least the different ballparks, so it's kind of a pseudo bubble, mm-hmm. then they've been pretty clear of it. Uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, baseball, Kershaw goes yeah. for the Dodgers. You brought up an interesting point. Yeah. If Kershaw doesn't win a championship, one of the greats of all time. Absolutely. The obvious answer here is Dan Marino. Who else would he join as one of the greats of all time but not to win a championship? Yeah. Is that a long list? Longer than we think? I mean, I think it has to be. You know, because I mean... For me personally, I'm reminded more of basketball than I am baseball. But I mean, obviously, Kershaw, like it's been a story. Like that's been his mo, right? Like he's won Cy Youngs, and all of a sudden he gets to the playoffs, and he always just for whatever reason he chokes, and and the team loses, and he he misses that elusive World Series title. So Kershaw sticks out to me just because he's been trying to do it for so long. He's been playing at such a high level for so long and still hasn't got, um, you know, to that moment. But when I think of basketball, I mean, really the, the guy that comes to me, and I don't know if this is more of just my childhood growing up, but to me, it's about Allen Iverson. Iverson. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can say Charles Barkley, too. It was a little before yeah. my time. I mean, I was kind of on the tail end of Barkley. But to me, you, you talk about, like, the game of basketball, right? Like, you want to talk about Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy Butler, you could say, kind of willed his team to get to the finals, right? And then in the finals, he willed his team to win two games. Like, a lot of that had to do with Jimmy Butler. 
And, like, to me, Allen Iverson was, like, the original Jimmy Butler, right? Like, I mean, he would essentially put the team on his back, and he had that blue-collar work ethic. Now, practice was kind of a different story for Allen Iverson, <laughs> as we know. Talking but, yeah, but, but in terms of uh, in terms of gamesmanship and in terms of crunch time, um, there was nobody better. So I always just – I guess I kind of had a thought in my mind, like, listen, this guy is too talented. He's too driven. Um, he's the ultimate underdog. One day he's going to win a title. And, unfortunately, it never happened. Yeah, so I think a Marino, Marino comes top of Marino mind Marino for me sure, yeah. Because one of the great throwers of all time, the record books say it as well, yeah. yet he never even got back to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think football is probably a sport you could find more folks like that. Mm-hmm. Basketball is interesting with Iverson and Barkley because I don't think there's a lot of those. Yeah. I think if you go, if you break down, if, if you got the top 20 players of all time, most of those guys probably have a title. Sure. I mean, you know, Nowitzki was off the list for a while, added right. it to his resume. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, man, in, ba- in the NBA, it seems like the greats have one. Absolutely. It's very rare. I would say Iverson for sure, obviously, Barkley and Patrick Ewing are, 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 are the big call. three. For Ewing's me. a good call. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, listen, the list is longer. Absolutely. I- I'm not dismissing that. I'm Stockton, just- Malone, you could say maybe. Well, that, Malone, yeah. that, that duo would be high on it. Correct. You're right. That, that's So that's a great five. Yeah. And by the way, there's probably another 50 you can name. Without a doubt. But those players that you just named are greats, mm-hmm. like uh, like all-time greats, yeah. that uh, top 50 all-time type of players. Uh, I would think Patrick Ewing might be top. It's got to be top 50 all-time. Oh, not be. Uh, he's might close. Not be. I think he's close. But but I think it fits. Yep. Uh, so that's an interesting call there. But football, See, football's a little we, bit more. Like you can go Barry Sanders, one of the greats of all time. Of right? course. I mean, you can get uh, Dan Marino. You can the list is. I bet I could rattle off twenty guys yeah. in football because it's just a different animal. Yeah. Um. And that's the thing too. Like, see, to me, like what I think of growing up and everything. Like, for instance. LaDainian Thomason, where the Chargers had a lot of success, right? And, like, LaDainian was kind of like, the, he's one of the first guys who was like, he was a do-it-all kind of back, right? Like, he was good in the receiving game, could obviously run the football very well. And, you know, there was a time where he was definitely the best running back in the league, but but never, you know, got to that promised land, if you will. And another guy that sticks out to me big time, and he went to a Super Bowl, but I don't think he won it, um, is Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, you want to talk about one of the best and definitely an underrated guy to say the least as well, because let's be honest, his demeanor um, in an ego driven position, Larry Fitzgerald is not that type of guy. But in terms of stats, um, in terms of accolades, he always has those to back it up. But unfortunately, has never won the big game as well either. Well, Kershaw's facing that. This is a Dodgers team that was built to win. Like This is a Dodgers team for the ages. This is a pitcher that's pitched and his numbers show that he's a pitcher for the ages. Mm -hmm. And if Kershaw can't Get it done tonight if Kershaw and the Dodgers can't win. See, I don't necessarily think it would be helpful if Kershaw came in and slammed the door and did great things. Yeah. But I don't think he has to do that. Yeah. I, I think they need to win. Like, Correct. they need to win to, to make this, make him get off that list. Yep. You know what? I figured out one more NBA player, too. I got a name, or else I'd be remiss if we didn't. Steve Nash. Yeah. Two, two MVP awards. Yeah, good call. Yeah. I don't think a Nash is one of the greats, but okay. you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you're right. Yeah. All right, I got one more thing. What do you got? Okay. GMs are looking smart in the NFL for moves they made on the receivers. Sure. Who am I talking about? GMs. Say it one more time. General managers yep. making moves for receivers this offseason and looking smart. Wow. I give you three guys. Uh, well, I think Kingsbury getting Hopkins is number one. Or yes. is one of them. Um, oof. 
free agency. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say the Seahawks, but like it wasn't a free agent find. It was just drafting DK Metcalf. That's good call, but I'm gonna go. Okay, that's a draft. Okay, so but when what happens a lot of times is when guys change teams, it's like ah, uh, that's a dud, right? Whether yeah, it's yeah. draft or free or trade or free agency. Sure. Well, Hopkins acquired in a trade. Correct. And he's leading the NFL in receiving. Yep. Stefan Diggs. Oh, good call. Acquired hello, hello. in a trade. Yep, yep. Leading in receiving. Now, DK Metcalf, to your point, yeah. is third in receiving yeah. draft. Calvin yeah. Ridley, fifth in receiving. Sure. Is so there, the is one another guy. Is there an underline? Is it kind of an uncommon name? No. Or not? I'll just say Robbie Anderson of Carolina. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, you mean uncommon, not a popular yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, well, I thought you is? meant Robbie was like not. Oh, no. No, okay, that's uncommon. the one. Carolina. Put me on the board, baby. So they spent their money. Brett. By the way, there were yeah. some folks around here that said, go get Robbie Anderson. Correct. And he's got 496 yards receiving, 22 a catch. Yeah. A lot of people question his effort and his, 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 his team leadership, if you will. And Carolina's looking pretty good. Not too it's bad. a good addition. Yeah. I'm happy I got Robbie Anderson. That's a very good call. Thank you very much. I thought you meant, like, is it a weird no, name? No, like he's not a household name, Robbie no, Anderson. No, that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. Um, so three moves for receivers, wow. and they've all Made worked out. The world of difference this year. By the way, uh, Carolina better without McCaffrey? Paid him $16 million a year. Brent how, Brent, how dare you say that about McCaffrey? I know you're not right. Well, you know what Mike Davis, though, has filled in very nicely for Christian McCaffrey. And guys like Robbie Anderson. Correct. And Bridgewater's playing okay. And Teddy Bridgewater's running and for some reason. And must have an identity or I, something. I guess so, man. All right, Dave. Hey, we got Jaguars All Access coming up 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow right here on ESPN 690 with our picks and much, much more. Hope you have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening on ESPN 690. Live, local, loud coming up next. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.